G'day and welcome to the Hunting Connection Podcast. My name is Zach Williams and I am your host. Here we'll connect you with hunters, fishers and outdoor enthusiasts from around the globe. This podcast will share hunting and fishing stories including past experiences and tackle the tough hunting stereotypes our community faces. We hope to be a positive influence to those outside the community while also having a laugh along the way. Hope you enjoy the podcast. G'day and welcome to another bonus episode of the Hunting Connection podcast. Today we have Jürgen joining us. Jürgen's the bloke that I hunted with in New Zealand and we thought we'd do a quick little podcast to wrap up the end of the trip. Um, it's been a what about two months since we, uh, yeah, almost two months since I was there now, Jürgen. Yeah, just about, I think, quite a while. Man, that's gone quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was before the roar as well, and now, God. <laughs> yeah, that's it's gone way too quick. But um, yeah, we we finally got a quick time to do a little wrap up um, to the end of our trip because we left everyone hanging, and I've been getting messages about what happened the rest of the trip. Everyone's seen photos, but they're keen to hear stories of what actually happened. Yeah, it's a good story too. I think. Yeah, I'd rate it up. Here. Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, so yeah, we'll kick, kick it off from where we left off. Um, from memory, we left it off at the, uh, hostel backpackers that we stayed at in Lake Tikapo. Yeah. Ready to dry in all our stuff and ready to head back into the hills for um, a few days. Yeah. So we dried everything down. We went out and had a good meal, uh, with the American boys, Liam and Aiden. Um, yeah, stayed up at the hostel and we, uh, got chatting to a Canadian bloke and we, while we we're cooking up some tar meat in the hostel and shared that around with him and had a good chat on everything from education to yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah. It's great talking with, um, meeting people like that and, uh, in places like that. And they, they just sort of, you know, they don't know anything about hunting and you can just sort of explain everything to them. It's a lot of fun actually. Yeah. And being able to share, the meat with them as well. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty good tasting as well. Oh, insane. Insane. I was, I'm telling everyone here that it's, it's definitely the highest rated game meat that I've had so far yet to try. Chamois. I think that's a little, chamois is pretty good. I would, I would say tar. I've cooked some lately and it has been pretty good. So you may have swung me in that direction. <laughs> that's funny. Let's touch on that quickly. There's, there was a couple of things we, were eating and before i got there you're like yeah i don't really rate it like rabbit you're like yeah i don't really like rabbit i don't don't like i'm not massive on tar and then yeah we seem to change your mind (laughs) yeah definitely i one thing in new zealand that i just i don't understand is uh people don't like chamois for some reason i really freaking like chamois yeah, well, um, that blows me away because from everyone that I've spoken to, chamois their highest rated, even above tar. So, yeah, you never know. You just you talk to one guy and he's like, "Ah, oh, no one eats it," and maybe it was just that one guy. <laughs> you yeah, don't really know. Exactly. So, from we woke up, and we uh, milled around a bit at the hostel. I think we got pies and coffees and stuff, um, and headed yeah, up. It was a, a late late start. Yeah, very late start, but we uh, yeah yeah. What a 15 20 minute drive from the hostel to where we parked up. Um, 
yeah, got all our gear ready and I think it was about a six or seven K walk to the hut we stayed at, whether you want to mention what hut it was or not. Um, yeah, honestly, I can't remember. Um, can't remember at all, but it's just like, a, it's a very small sort of old musters hut. I know people take horses there quite a lot, but, um, yeah, quite, quite primitive, I would say. Yeah, it was, uh, a pretty cool little hut. Um, the walk in, you know, still sore from the couple days beforehand. Um, I think we're all a bit slower, even though you were still at decent pace. You know, we stopped and had uh, cheese and Metworth breaks a couple times, and uh, yeah, slowly made our way in. Um, and you spotted a wallaby that um, Liam ended up taking. Yeah, that was uh, that was a bit touch and go there. Didn't really. I sort of should have known that we would bump something on the way. I knew we would see some for sure, but yeah, we just bumped a wallaby out of some tussocks, and it was like a pretty easy eighty meter shot or something like that for Liam. And uh, man, he was wrapped with that. He was really he was more into the wallaby than any other tar he shot or anything like that. So, which blows me away, but. Um... Yeah, I, I think he uh, topped on the trip to Australia with Cody afterwards. So he um, got some pretty interesting um, hunting in over over here, him and uh, Aiden both. So Yeah, I hope so, man. That would have been cool. From what I understand, they got on, you know, 80, 80-ish metres from a nice nice roaring stag but just couldn't take a shot. Um, uh, so, yeah, yep. um, they got some hunting in with Cody. Um got in off some roaring stags with no shot. I think they may have seen some fallow. I'm not too sure. Yeah, but they got a, they got a couple of goats or something as well, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they, they both took a nice billy goat each, which was um, a highlight for them. I think Aiden may have missed a pig, um, if I remember correctly, Cody telling me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For for a couple of Americans, <laughs> they had, sure had some tough shooting. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh well, that, that'll be good for them. Um, yeah, man, I can't wait to get over to Australia. That'll be freaking awesome. Yeah, man, we can't wait to get you over here. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So Lee, Liam shot the wallaby. Um, he took some meat off of it. He uh, took the testicles because that's something he really wanted to try for some strange reason. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> From where we took the wallaby, you could see the hut, so we made it down the creek and up the hill and into the hut. And when we got there, there was already a pack there, um, so we put our stuff down. And um, Jürgen and I went out and had a good look around um, out till dark. He'd you'd been there a couple of weeks previous. Um, yeah, I've been there before, and I actually just went back there recently. It's uh, it's like it's very, very open country. And it definitely, I wouldn't say it has the animal numbers that a lot of other places have, but I know sort of a few bluff systems and stuff like that where you often see animals. And so it was kind of just one of those spots where I was like, I know if we go in here, we'll find some animals. Uh, there's a nice hut. So if, you know, if there's bad weather, like we had the last trip with a bunch of snow coming in, you know, there's plenty of, um, there's plenty of space to dry our gear and, you know, hold out if the weather gets bad. Yeah, exactly. But that first, that first evening was quite um, disappointing, really. Yeah, we didn't see anything. Prime country, prime afternoon, and just we we got to the, well, not to the peak, but we got to a decent ridge and glassed and glassed and glassed and just nothing. Yeah, glassed a decent amount of country and just didn't, 
nothing seen. A few weeks before, I had seen a, a whole big mob of nannies there, but I guess they just moved off into another another area. Yeah, as they do though, they'd move move around pretty pretty quick, especially if they got people around shooting at them as well. So, yeah, for sure. So yeah, we uh, made our way back. I think we got to back to camp what nine ten o'clock at night, and um, yeah, it's too late. <laughs> met up with the other guys, and they'd would uh, they had one more person come through a bloke from where was he from? He was the Netherlands, and the girl that was staying yeah. there, she was from Sweden, I believe. So yeah, we got back and cooked up a bunch of tar and had dinner and um, got to share tar with those guys which was pretty cool um and just chatting about you know different culture stuff and explaining about hunting in australia and hunting in in new zealand and america to them so that was that was another another highlight of the trip being able to do that yeah yeah a lot of we we managed to convince that guy to uh i wonder if he bought a bow yeah I'd love to know. yeah so would i he um was pretty keen on it by the end of it um getting a re a little you know takedown recurve and putting it in his pack because I think he'd been walking quite a bit. Um, his feet were screwed, and he had a looked like he had an infection yeah. in one leg, with quite a bit of um, swelling in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, his his ankle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That huts on to Ararawa Trail, so that they were walking the length of, um, or a lot of people do it in bits, but they'll walk the length of New Zealand basically. So I assume he still had a lot to go. Yeah, from what I from what I remember, he um, yeah covered a, a decent amount, and he's seen all sorts of animals along the way. And it sounds like those trails get pretty close to some animals, judging by what um, both of them were saying. Yeah, especially in that area, uh, I've seen tar right on the on the trail, pretty much. <laughs> that's that's definitely a good experience for him. Especially. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, just being out there in the mountains and um, seeing tar and stuff like that, it must be, must be cool for them, oh, even definitely. if they're not hunting. Definitely. And, you know, oh, you wonder how many people do those trails over there and they don't actually know what's over there. So they're seeing these strange goat things that they've never seen before. Yeah, they're probably, I, I don't know what they would think. Like, because <laughs> it's not a goat, you know, you see a bull tar. Uh, off on a ridge it kind of looks like a grizzly bear so yeah yeah well i was i was definitely pleasantly surprised jumping a little bit ahead but yeah i was definitely um surprised on the actual size of a bull tar after seeing you know a young nanny yeah no definitely a big size difference oh insane size difference but yeah we uh went to sleep that night we got the fire going in the um in the hut so it was a little bit warmer um we ended up getting uh, it was another latish start you know just after sunrise enough to have breakfast and stuff from memory yeah yeah that's right and then we were we were off up the valley i had i've seen a spot uh it was quite a ways where we were heading to and so basically my plan was pretty much just like gun it for as far as we can till we get to a spot where I know there's more animals. Um, because of the evening before not seeing anything, I was like, oh, maybe this place has had some pressure or something like that. And I was keen to just like get as far away as possible. But uh, that kind of turned out to be a bit of a mistake. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was the last morning of the hunt. You know, we told the guys, you know, latest we'll be back is about 1, 2 p.m. and then make our way back to the car. Um, so, yeah, we were kind of in a rush. Um, we hit down 
you know, midway across the hill. Oh, not even midway across the hill, just above the creek line. And yeah, we're making making distance, and we're glassing every you know, oh, five minutes of walking would stop and have a quick glass, what's ahead and stuff. And I kept on seeing this black rock, and I'm just like, you know, every other black rock I've glassed, it's been a rock or or something, you know, a bit of shade. I'm seeing it. I'm like, nah, nah, that's just another rock. And we walked a little bit. I'm like, Jürgen. I think there might be a tar above us and we've both dropped down and yeah, sure enough, there was a lone wall tar. Instantly it was like, oh shit, that's a tar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we both both dropped down and we're like, shit, what's the game plan? And he was just bedded on a rock ledge in the sun, enjoying the sun. I'm not even sure he was aware we were there. Yeah, he he had just sort of spotted us, but he he was kind of just, you know, we were way below. He was about 400 meters away. Yeah, and he just wasn't wasn't that fussed about us, and I think he was just like, oh, I might, you know, I might get out of here, just yeah. in case. Yeah, but he wasn't in a hurry to get away or anything. No, like he was laying there for a bit, and we were talking about our game plan, and then just as we decided the game plan, like I was going to drop back into the creek and then come up at another little ridge and get a little bit closer and higher, um, he started walking, and I've just gone quickly. What's the range? And you've ranged it, and I've stacked my pack on. No, your pack on top of my pack, and yeah, yeah. took a shot at four hundred yards, which was the yes. furthest shot. Virtually ever. shooting at like a forty-five degree upwards. Yeah, upwards at like four hundred meters. Um, yeah, it was a bloody good shot. Yeah, I took the shot, and you know, I'd put it just behind the shoulder, but you know, it was a hell of an angle, a hell of a shot, and afterwards we realized that the ball was quartering away a bit more than I thought he was um, because it's hard to judge it at that distance that's for sure in that time time frame yeah and um, yeah took the shot and he's kind of spun around and then so he was going off to the right and then spun around and went up to the left but stood right on top of the ridge and we're just like come on drop below the ridge because I wasn't 100% sure I hit him but he was look, looked a bit stunned yeah, I think looking, I remember looking in the binos, I could see his, um, him sort of like impact, um, shudder, yeah. but I still, you know, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And then sure enough, you know, he stands there for a bit and then he starts swaying back and forth and then sort of rolls onto his back with his legs up in the air. And yeah, well, like I'm just like drop down, drop down and he's like rolled and then stood back up and then rolled again and then. Yeah, legs in the air. You could just see legs in the tussock. But he'd rolled down like a little gully between us and the next bit of bit of hill, and um, yeah, we just lost sight of him. So we're like, oh, we got to make that that four hundred meter, <laughs> which it doesn't sound like much, but it probably took us twenty minutes, twenty five minutes to get up there. Because like we're yeah, we definitely we wanted, we wanted to take our time as well, though, just to like. Um, in case it was a bit far back or anything like that, I was like, let's, uh, let's, we, I think we waited like 15, 20 minutes or something. Yeah. And then slowly making our way up there. Yeah. And then we, yeah, stopping glassing, stopping glassing. But that, um, Tussek is just so high and so hard to see. And like when you're looking at a picturesque hill of New Zealand, it doesn't really show what it's really like because until you get into it, because it's just rocks and holes and, all sorts of shit under that stuff. 
Yeah, Spaniards as well. Just like rough, uneven country. No, no they sure made my made a friend out of me. You know, I, <laughs> no. I was popping blisters on, well, not blisters, but little pus pus blisters um, with the spines of the Spaniards when I got home. Still, like just popping them, popping yeah. them, popping. Are you still are you still picking them out at all? Nah, nah, they're all gone now. I think I got them all. They're all gone. Oh, that's good. <laughs> You know, you'd think a month and a half, almost two months later, they'd yeah, that'll, that'll probably they'll probably all uh, either rot away into your skin or come out by then, hopefully. You would hope, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we uh, slowly made our way, and you shot up a bit higher than I did, and I cut across. Yeah, the it was it was looking a bit. I was getting a little bit worried. I was like, damn, like we're like no blood, can't see any footprints. Like where the hell is this guy? Yeah, we we're right on top of him, and we're like, where is he? And then yeah, I took a couple steps and. Just that slot, that sigh of relief when I seen him just laying there stone dead. I'm like, yep, we got him. And you've like ran down the hill. And yeah, I just yeah, took a moment to myself just taking it all in because, yeah, they are an incredible animal, that's for sure. Yeah, and that was uh, it was quite a good bull as well. Uh, I can't remember what age he was, but he was he was definitely like a mature animal. Yeah, I believe um, you aged him at about seven and a half. I think he was- yeah, five, uh, six or seven and a half or something like that. Yeah, I think you said seven um, and a half. And then w- when we went to the taxidermist later on, he confirmed that you're right with the ball, but a, a way off on uh, Liam's nanny. Yeah, way off on Liam's one. Oh, don't get me started about that. <laughs> really tough. Yeah. You were blown away, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, that's probably the best animal that I've ever, ever had the joy of being a part of, I would say. Yeah, I'm spewing. I missed out on that. But yeah, for those that don't know, um, what what did you originally age her at? About twelve, I think. I think I was like, uh, I was like, this is a really old nanny. It's about twelve years old. Yeah, and, and Liam was stoked with it then, and it turned out that it was actually eighteen. Yeah, seventeen and a half. I'm I'm pretty seventeen sure, and so. a half. Yeah, and yeah, insane, insane. He's like, that's that's almost one of the oldest nannies he's seen. So yeah, I think. I think the oldest, it's probably, it's up there with the oldest nanny probably ever sh- ever shot in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, I think the oldest they've gotten in the wild is about 18. So, yeah, that's pretty bloody cool. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty awesome. It just shows you how, how many hunters target balls and leave nannies behind. If she could make it 17 and a half, almost 18 years out in the wild there in a pretty accessible spot. Yeah, the amount of other tar she's seen um, cark it, you know, leaving nannies like that, sort of an animal like that, just has so much experience to give on to other animals as well. Well, she's pretty much got more experience in the hunting world than, you know, both of us, not combined, but both of us. Yeah, any of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, she's definitely seen a lot of hunters, chopper cows, all sorts. Yeah, but your ball was certainly that was a nice animal as well. Oh, he was cool. Um, we walked up on the shot and we're looking. We're like, we found the blood and we're looking and we're like, where? Because they're just so fluffy. We're looking for the entrance hole, and it turned out, yeah, just behind the the back rib um, is where it went in on the right hand side, and it came out of the neck above the front shoulder um, on the left hand side. So quite a hell of a it's about perfect really that's about as good as you could ask for in that angle pretty oh, much a hundred percent and it was a total fluke um 
<laughs> no, no, it was a it was a well calculated, well calculated shot. That's the, that's the rifle, you know the the guy that sighted in that <laughs> rifle done a done an awesome job, you know. Especially because four days beforehand, you're like, ah, oh, I think it's not sighted in properly. We need to check it and checked it, and it was perfect. So, yeah, I wonder who did that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we took a minute there, and from where we're standing, you could see Lake Tikapo, and um, just being able to see all of that in the background was was awesome. And then you started. Um, caping it because you know it's a new animal to me I wasn't quite sure on you know if I done it I would have gone straight up the back and done it like I would have done a red deer or a um, you know anything else but you did it slightly different you want to explain how you did that yeah so I basically I've read this before um, basically with tar because their hair is quite you know quite shaggy and long you don't really want to split up the middle of the back, sort of going up the center of along the spine on the back of the neck, because when um, they stitch it back together, the hair will part on either side and it can make the stitching quite obvious. So you sort of want to make it off center so that it's not, uh, when they stitch it up, it's not as obvious. Yeah. So um, that was crazy. I'd, I'd, I'd never yeah, heard of that, obviously, because I haven't hunted them before. So that was a cool thing to learn. Yeah. And then you just socked out the yeah, not, the legs. Yeah, not the easiest animals to skin, for sure. <laughs> definitely not like that. But, yeah, it was definitely, definitely cool. So we, uh, we also had a little bit of snow still on the ground. So we were able to, um, you know, take the backs back stakes out and chuck them straight on on the snow on the ground and they were able to cool down real quick um we took the legs off um i grabbed the heart out yeah grabbed what we could and loaded up the packs and headed to the ridge and um you know you're just a mountain goat i you're you know being acclimatized to the altitude was and i was just struggling I was better than the start because I was slowly coming to, but <laughs> it's some crazy country. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a bull task, and with the head and the skull and everything, is a, a bloody heavy load for sure. Yeah, I was lucky. I, I dumped everything pretty much out, bar water and a knife. Um, and yeah, so we chucked chucked all the skin and the head on my pack and the meat in yours we got to the ridge started walking and you had a mini freak out if you remember that oh yeah i thought i had lost my knife for a second no nah, your camera yeah oh my can't wasn't you, my camera you, you, you couldn't find your camera <laughs> you couldn't find your camera yeah i have to dump my pack find my camera real quick then you know go oh actually yeah no it's in there but yeah <laughs> turns out my knife is still sitting in that spot so when you get back there um, there's a Gerber vital sitting, <laughs> sitting there. All <laughs> oh, right. I was, I was there the other day. I could have gone and looked for it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we made our way back down the ridge and just chatting everything, hunting and future hunting plans and, um, about your, how artistic you are and, um, different things that you could do with that. You know, you design, yeah. you design the filter freezer logo and um you know you had some ideas for some other things which were were pretty cool yeah i, I saw your uh hog deer um patch that you got the yeah, other day they're cool eh? yeah they are really cool i 
damn, I really want one. <laughs> I'll start applying. I think think they'll start opening up soon for applications. A um, couple more months. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to start doing. It. I have to remind myself to uh, to do that. Don't worry, I'll send it to you when you um when it when it gets drawn anyway. But yeah, we made our way back down to the hut, and um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the Swedish the Swedish chick was just about to leave, and the um the Netherlands dude had already left. Um, but yeah, we cooked up the back straps and the and the heart, and had a good feed up. Um, said our goodbyes to them as they went off, and um, yeah, it was just unreal. Like we walked down the hill and um. I'm like, oh, that's that's prank the American boys, and they're like, oh, how'd you go? I'm like, nah, fuck this place, fuck this, fuck this, you know, stupid bloody country, rah rah rah. And they're like, what? You didn't see anything? I'm like, rah rah. And they're like, really? And then I've turned around and showed them the the head sticking out the backpack, and they were pretty stoked. Yeah, especially they hadn't um, seen a bull up close as well. So yeah, yeah seeing a bull tail was definitely pretty cool for them. I bet. Definitely, definitely. And then, yeah, we uh, packed everything up and um, no, I started off with the cape and the head on my pack, but I already had a pretty heavy pack and we made it down across the creek and up the ridge and you're just like, no, nah, you're too slow. Just give me that. <laughs> so Yeah, I, I was I was feeling a bit bad. I was like, ah, you know, his pack is already really heavy. Fuck, I, I should probably just help him. <laughs> yeah. So you're a bloody beast with, when it comes to that. You're just, yeah, insane. Um, so you... You had a, all the meat in your pack as well, plus your camera, and um, you had the rifle as well, and you still took off pretty damn quick. It just shows you if you hunt those areas pretty quick how acclimatized you are to it compared to you know a flatlander from Australia. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, def- that was a big load as well. I was definitely pretty sore by the end. Yeah, and then not finding that spot where we came up the creek when we're almost at the car and going through all that spiky shit. That was probably the worst bit. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the Metagari and yeah. the uh, the rose hips. Yeah, you had uh, Liam crawling his way through, and I've just thrown everything on top of it and climbed over the top of it all. And yeah, I was I was in shorts, I was scratched up, I was bleeding, blood everywhere, and then coming through the creek, I've smacked my shin on a rock, and that started bleeding. So I've come out the creek. Yeah, it was just, like, thank God it's the end. <laughs> yeah, we got to the car and had a couple ciders left in your esky or your chili bin or cooler, whatever you want to call it. And, um, yeah, celebrated with a couple drinks and we hit the road. Um, oh, one thing that happened that was quite, quite funny. Um, the chick from Sweden, she left her rain jacket cover in the hut and you're, you're like, Oh, I'll just leave it here. I'm like, Oh, just grab it just in case we see her. And we uh, stopped into the grocery store, um, to grab some warm food and, let alone she was in there grabbing food as well. And it's like, hang on, i got sunk in the car yeah, for you. <laughs> so that that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, she figured she'd be there. Yeah, um, pretty small place. So you'd think that she'd, you know, she'd be in the closest town, but just to run into her into the grocery store, that, that definitely was funny. Um, then we, yeah, made our way back to, um, to Christchurch and, Got some rest and headed out to the taxidermist the next morning to drop off um, the cape and the skulls and uh, Liam's wallaby skull and his um, tar skull and sorted all that stuff out. And, yeah, we went to hunting and fishing in is 
well, yeah, whatever hunting and fishing that was and had a good look around and checked out a bunch of the gear, you know. We don't have a massive hunting shop like that here in in Australia, so it was cool just to see everything about. Oh, that's another thing that happened. Um, in the shopping car park while um, Liam was post, just before Liam was posting his bag back when we were there, you had Aiden in the back seat, in the back seat oh, yeah. of your car, and <laughs> yeah, he was messing with my bow. He was joking around about it, and yeah, he messed around with the bow and destrung it um, in the back of the bow, uh, in the back of the car. So he felt pretty bad about that. Yeah, it's all all fixed now. So uh, hopefully, I'll be using that. That's good. Someday soon. Was that video that you posted up this morning? Was that to do with um? with that with that hunt was that recent no that's quite uh it's from quite a um quite a while ago actually that was the last time i used my bow i think oh yeah nice that was been far too long it's quite we don't have um we may have nice big hunting stores but archery stores are another thing to come by and it's quite um it's quite when your bow breaks it's quite a pain in the butt to get it repaired and get it fixed up yeah i bet it is um so good to hear that you got that back on on now for some hunting. Um, that last video you posted on YouTube that was a that was an awesome video. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, that, yeah, really like being able to see the country and then see that that was that was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, just understand a bit more of the country. Like when I got home, I watched that Stephen Ronella episode where they were down there and. Uh, being able to watch it and then relate to you know my experience just gone so that that was another cool thing to be able to relate to that episode a bit more yeah for sure it's really um it's mountainous country man like the other day i was um i was looking just as i got my bow fixed uh while i was still down south i was looking at going for another tar hunt and we had a huge dump of snow and it was it was one of those situations where i just wasn't I, I hiked into that same hut and uh, spent a night there during a blizzard. Oh. And uh, the next morning, I was like, "There's no way I'm I'm getting close to anything in this weather." Um, and nuts. if you don't have the right clothing and and gaiters and stuff like that, it's just sort of not worth it. Yeah, it was, even that little bit of snow dumping we had that was crazy enough for someone that's never hunted in that type of stuff before. Yeah, right. Rifle hunting can be a different story. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, that win we had, I was never getting close um, towards that end of the blizzard with anything. So, yeah, we just I, – I had the bow as well the whole time, but, yeah, it was just pretty hard country. We'd have to go somewhere else to try and chase tar with the bow. That's for sure. Yeah, you just it's just good timing pretty much, I'd say. Yeah. Hopefully uh, you'll, be, you'll be back soon enough. Oh, I, I can't wait. Hope, I'll probably have a couple of kiddos with me. Um, the youngest, Ollie, he he seemed pretty keen to get over. So, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, but yeah, we've we've done a quick thirty minutes. Um, anything else you want to plug? Plug your YouTube channel, man. Um, yeah, uh, Strider Strider Media uh, Strider on YouTube. Uh, have, have sort of a series I, I like to call Wild Hunt, just sort of s- solo filming um, just my hunting adventures up in the mountains in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, it's- and a few other random, you know, montages and stuff like that. But, yeah, mainly mainly just solo hunting. It's awesome to watch, but watching you being so far away from the camera, walking 
like I, I can just imagine that you've set it up, you've walked down, and then you've turned around and ran back up. <laughs> I'm just like, man, that's way too much. Oh, yeah. Some of the footage. Yeah, those are a pain in the ass, but they're, they're really worth it. I like to call those money shots. <laughs> yeah, they definitely they, are. They just look really good. They do. That one that you posted this morning of you and the pup walking along there, that was really cool. But, yeah, my first thought was that silly bastard has to run back up there and grab that camera and then go back down. <laughs> It's worse when I forget to turn the camera on or it gets blown over by the wind or something like that because that has happened quite a few times. Uh, that would suck. That would suck. Um, so you're yeah. off to America in a couple of weeks, oh, in a couple of months? Yeah, I headed, uh, headed to Colorado to do some hunting, so that should be uh, a lot of fun. Awesome. We'll have to uh, get you back on the podcast after that to hear how that all goes. But I'll let you go, man, and uh, thank you very much for jumping on and – yeah, for sure, man. No worries. Um, can't wait to have you back down here in New Zealand. I can't wait to have you down here in Oz, mate. Have a good ah, one. Awesome. Catch ya. Right on. Cheers, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of Hunting Connection Podcast. Please head over to our social media and give us a follow. Instagram at Hunting Connection Podcast. Facebook at Hunting Connection Podcast. Twitter at Hunting Connect tiktok at hunting connection podcast if you've enjoyed please share with your friends and family tag us in your photos and videos on social media subscribe rate and review to help grow the podcast if you're interested in giving additional support to the podcast you can head over to our podcast patreon page thank you very much for listening and catch you next episode